Hi, this is Shannon, and I want to talk to you about my pillow because trust me, I have one of everything. Good news, Mike Lindell is back with his quality products with big discounts for listeners of the show. Go to mypillow.com/regularjoe or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regularjoe. My pillow is having their big 20th anniversary sale on limited edition my pillows with prices as low as 19.95 for the queen size pillow. I love the my pillow all season slippers. Right now they have the lowest price ever with just $25 with the promo code REGULARJOE. They're easy to clean, hand-sewn moccasin design, made to wear year-round in all climates. And right now they're having the biggest bed sheet sale ever with the Giza Dream Sheet set, as low as $29.98 with promo code REGULARJOE. These sheets come in nine solid colors and four flannel colors. 400 thread count sizing from Twin to California King. They're all machine washable and durable and come with a 10-year warranty. Visit MyPillow.com slash REGULARJOE or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe that's 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe Welcome, Joe Giganti, your regular Joe with you here on this Wednesday. You can be a part of it, 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. I'm just, I'm laughing because we were talking on the break about uh, the weather here where we originate from in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yesterday it was like 70 degrees, 69, I don't know, I spent the day obviously inside, I didn't get to, didn't get to enjoy it, but... Uh, and then it was this morning, there was snow on the ground. Uh, and it, what's like a high is going to be like 26 today or something ridiculous, uh, which is unfortunately the way weather has been in Wisconsin for some time. It's nothing to do with global warming or global climate change. But as, as if on cue, my college age son, who lives on campus, uh, but in Wisconsin, texted in all capitals, why is there snow on the ground? The last he had texted us was that his professor, who clearly was the most be the most popular professor in the college, canceled classes yesterday afternoon because the weather was so nice and said, we really shouldn't be in class. You all should go out and enjoy the weather. So he was sending me uh, videos of him and his buddies having a lot of fun outside. And then he wakes up this morning and there's snow. Yeah, well, he's lived here for a long time. He should, he should know where we are at this point. Now, I mentioned a moment ago, so with the, the situation... Uh, with how do we how do we understand some of the decisions? I think sometimes the mistake that we make, and it's an it's an honest mistake. You look at someone like Nikki Haley or Tara Setmeyer, all these people, Michael Steele, you know, former chair of the RNC. I used to be the RNC chair. I love Republican. I'm a Republican, and then they they get on television. They say and do things, either in their political life or in their their private you know enterprise working for one of these networks, and you sit there confounded, like, am I the crazy one? Why are they saying all this? Well, I think the answer is a little more obvious than maybe we want to admit, uh, because it, it, it has implications. If we admit this is the reason that they're, they're doing some of these things, then it makes it a little harder for us to try to discern and differentiate, you know, who to trust, who not to trust, those kind of things. But for the example's sake, before I get into the why, I think it is, here's Tara Setmeyer. She used to be comms director for the GOP, uh, 
I, I have to for some reason I think she did work with Steve. I could be wrong. Uh, if they didn't, uh, I mean, they're cut from the same stripe. That's for sure in terms of their their version of Republicanism. There, she's on MSNBC. She's on Chris Jansing reports. Jansing says there's a new poll today that shows the vast majority of Americans have serious concerns about the situation in the United States with immigration. But can they afford to be seen as holding everything up, meaning the Republicans holding everything up, looking potentially here right down the barrel again of a government shutdown? Because apparently we're once again going to run out of money on Friday. So here's Tara Setmeyer in the first of two parts of her response to that. The other thing about it that's funny to me is someone who worked for Republicans for years who did not like the idea of an imperial presidency and the idea of executive actions on things. I remember Republicans during the early 2010s used to get on Barack Obama's case for using executive authority too often. But here now they're asking uh, President Biden to do it. So they really don't know what they want. This is all about politics. It's not really about policy or what's in the best interest of all parties involved other than what's going on in an election year. So this it's not just it's an election year politicking is what she said. She she drives us home in the second part saying, look, you know, I was there. I was on Capitol Hill. We didn't really want to get anything done. The immigration issue is one that's been a problem for decades. When I worked in Capitol Hill, I worked on the immigration and border security issue uh, for seven years, and it wasn't solved back then, okay? And it's not going to be solved tomorrow. However, the disingenuous nature of Mike Johnson's comments saying that this is about the border uh, is is really hard to, to swallow because they have an excellent bipartisan, strong bipartisan immigration bill that could could have been voted on and passed by now, but only for the fact that Donald Trump does not want this issue to be, quote, a win for Biden in an election year. They want to run on this. It's a cudgel and they know it. It's a cudgel and they know it. So, again, you sit there, you listen, this doesn't sound like a Republican, sounds like a Democrat. Why are they doing this? Well, I think it's very simple. She gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars or more per year, like Joy Reid, to say things that match the the tenor and tempo of MSNBC. She knows what side her her bread is buttered on. She's not going to get up there and make convincing conservative arguments. And it's indicting, by the way, when she says, look, when I was on Capitol Hill, nobody wanted to really solve this. We had this problem. We had this issue. Nothing really happened. Which, again, that's why I say it it doesn't matter to me if they're a Democrat or Republican. If they do the right thing, great. If they do a bad thing, then you need to call them out on it. But at the end of the day, I mean, again, this confounds people. It's not, it's really simple because this is what they're getting paid to do. Now, we know people people keep saying, well, how come Hickey Nally is still in the race? Well, because Hickey Nally has a lot of money in her coffers. Maybe she's just getting paid to get out there and say the things that she's saying because they certainly don't match what the rank-and-file Republicans believe, and certainly when, when it comes to immigration and the border and other things, that the vast majority of Americans believe. In fact, most Americans look at Donald Trump as being the one person that can actually secure the border because so far he's the only one that has, to Tara Sedmeyer's admission. So, I mean, again, there's, a, there's probably with, with Naley, it, it's a few more nuanced reasons, but at the end of the day, we have to recognize there are those that, that say they have principle and integrity, but the principle and integrity only goes so far as the paycheck, as the check clears the bank. And when the checks aren't clearing the bank, well, then they're up for grabs. 
You know, jokingly, because again, I spent a good deal of my career in my native Washington, D.C. And I'll never forget one time, this was meant to be just a joke, but it was based on our knowledge of Washington. Now, the, the number one guy that worked with me also was named Joe, so that was never confusing. But we were on our way to a pitch meeting, and it was a very important issue, near and dear to my heart, and I was very stressed out about this particular pitch because I really wanted to do this work. I really thought we could make a difference. So I'm, I'm, and Joe wants to break the ice with me. He wants to help me loosen up because he knows if I go in stressed out, I'm not going to make as good of a pitch as I could. And right before we open the door to the organization to go in, he turns and he says, remind me again, are we for or against? And then, I mean, I'm purposely leaving the issue out. I'm not going to get into, but are we for or against this? And, and he said it because, again, it's the way we're in Washington. Are we for or against it? Usually went with the paycheck. And, and he knew I'd get the joke. And I immediately started laughing, which was very good because we made the pitch. We got the, we got the deal uh, because it was something that, again, I, re- I had personal connection to and that I really wanted to, to make a difference on. But unfortunately, this is something within Washington. I mean, this is why you see people like the crybaby John Boehner. You know, all of a sudden he's a great advocate for legalizing pot. Well, because they pay well. You see that on the federal level, you see it on the state level. People put on the, the armor of being a libertarian claiming, well, that's the real reason I think we should legalize all recreational drugs. Or it has more to do with the money that they put in your coffers. I mean, you know, it's not hard to figure this out. Now, the difficulty with this is it's, it's deflating, right? We get upset because we're like, does no one have principle? Well, yeah, there are people that do. Then it's our job to try to pay attention and discern which ones do and which ones don't in which ones are willing to just go wherever the money leads them. And the people, that's part of why, and again, they, they, in the simple mentality that Washington and their elite often apply to how do you get, they, they don't look at it, how do we advance conservative principles? How do we advance our agenda? To them, it's how do we get the lemmings to vote for the person we want them to vote for? So they'll look at, for example, Donald Trump. Well, we need a financially independent businessman that can self-fund his campaign, and then everybody will love him. It doesn't always translate. Now, one of the great things that Donald Trump brought to the presidency and brings to this particular election is you can't buy him. It's why it's laughable. Again, going back to why we mock certain things, it needs to be mocked when a billionaire, when people sit there and say, wow, I mean, is Russia trying to buy off Trump, really? Because it's not like he's a billionaire. Okay, I mean, sure, anybody could be bought off, I suppose, but you look at someone like, well, I don't know, Joe Biden with $3 million checks coming in from the from Ukraine and communist China and everything else, certainly looks like a buyout, and everyone goes, no, 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 that was just their private consulting. Donald Trump, where there is no such thing except for his own money, and we're to believe he's the guy being bought off. One of the most successful businessmen in modern history, yes, that's exactly right. This is why you mock such things, because they're just that stupid. They're that ridiculous of a premise. But I think when it comes to people like Tara Setmeyer and Hickey Naley and Michael Steele, it's not that hard to figure out. They want money. They want a good, solid income. They like to live comfortably. They don't want to have to sweat like the rest of the people. They don't want to have to actually roll up their sleeves and get something done when they can just say certain things and the money flows. Again, I've seen this firsthand, and, I, and there are people. This is why part of the thing I love about the current speaker, Mike Johnson, is the fact that he's not independently wealthy. 
Now, some mock that. Oh, he's in Congress and he lives paycheck to paycheck. That's called reality. You know who you should be more worried about? The speaker that went in in the low, you know middle class or lower middle class that now is a multimillionaire, like uh, Nancy Pelosi, for example. Because that's that screams insider trading. That screams somebody that has used their position to enrich themselves. And so it, it, to me, it's not a negative. That's a very positive thing that that's happening. Now, I started talking before we had Mark Mix on. I brought up Robert Kennedy. He was secured enough signatures to be on the Georgia and Arizona ballots. And this goes back to the top of the hour. We talked about the Michigan results. Now, be you, know, you can cut this however way you want to. You can kind of you know get into the weeds of, well, if it's this person, that person, this percentage. But one of the big differences in 2016 to 2020 was the amount of third-party candidates on the ballot. As a matter of fact, for example, right in the state of Wisconsin, the Democrats worked overtime to keep people like Jill Stein, Kanye West was one. Uh, do you remember that? He tried to get on the ballot. In, anyway, uh, but they worked overtime to keep third-party candidates off the ballot because in just about every analysis that you look at, the more there's a third-party presence on the ballot, the better Donald Trump does in the general election against Joe Biden or fill-in Democrat. So certainly, as we think about Katie Hobbs, we talked about in the first hour, who is diametrically opposed to securing the border because it means that you're going to kill entrepreneurship in Arizona and, and destroy jobs. I'm glad you have a chief executive of a state that views the economic future of the state to be dependent upon illegal labor. That's, 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 that's solid. So she says it's going to destroy that. But you've got to get worried if you're Katie Hobbs. You've got to get worried if you're Brian Kemp, for that matter, because according to this story at Adjust the News, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. secured enough signatures to be on the 2024 Arizona and Georgia ballots. This comes, according to a super PAC, backing the Democrat-turned-independent candidate. America Values 24, which is a political action committee, which supports the efforts of Robert F. Kennedy, confirmed to Just the News the candidate will be on the swing state ballots. Quote, we are pleased to announce that AV24 has met the signature requirements to get Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the ballot in Arizona and Georgia, said Tom Lyons, co-founder of the PAC. The grassroots energy and momentum give us more confidence than ever in our ability to knock out the remaining states on our list of states quickly. The remaining states being Michigan, South Carolina, Maryland, California, West Virginia, Indiana, Texas, Illinois, and New York, as well as Massachusetts. Utah was the first state in which Kennedy qualified for the 2024 ballot. Now, no word if he's going to follow in Marianne Williamson's uh, footsteps. She's unsuspending her campaign. No word if he's going to convert back to being a Democrat. But the interesting thing about Kennedy, and I've warned people this, he does have the potential to, to take some votes away from Donald Trump, particularly on COVID. I think the key, if he's going to be on these ballots, is this gives the opportunity for the Trump campaign to highlight his more liberal leanings. Because while he may have some broad-based appeal, Kennedy that is, he still holds a lot of dyed-in-the-wool Democrat left-wing policies that ultimately will hurt Biden more than Trump. The regular Joe radio show.